Don't be a dick. All right, ready? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Hey, what's up? I like that. Hey, what's going on, David Dave? Hey, what's, hey, what's happening? Dude, guys? David Dave is hustling. If Dude. anyone's hustling, you're hustling. Hey, you're yeah. so busy, you can't I'm, even do the show. I'm That's exhausted, right. Dog. That's right. I, I, I felt the tension last night on the text when I was like, hey, we, we potting tomorrow? Robert's like, let's do it. David is like, I can't. He was like, oh, we got to figure something out then, guys. Like, it was Dude, like. As if you could read a text and have any kind of. Exactly how you, exclamation, exclamation, hey, exclamation. That's how it felt, dude. It so, did, right, David so I busted my ass again. And then David was like, well, I could do it at five. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. There it is. I, I, I hope I never sound like that on a text. Uh, I just was like, hey, we do have to figure it but out. It wasn't, hey, we do. It was like, no, 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 we have to. This has to happen. <laughs> what is happening? I, like hope, I hope people don't listen to me like that. That would suck if that's if when I send a text. That's how it feels. <laughs> but it's funny because he's never like that. No, he's not. Unless when we're shooting, remember he's, he was texting at like two in the morning. Where's the gun for the moon? We have to have all the props. We're it was like I was all fucking middle of the night reading this. I was like, what? We Wait, we're not even in production. We're gonna be up in three hours. What are you texting me right now for? Hey, being prepared is the number one thing. True. But and no, I brought ex- everything, and we were like, we didn't use anything. But I, I do want to say I'm excited about doing the show. I think it's important we continue to do the show. Very I think we keep growing as as personality as uh, professionals but it's important creatively for I for me personally like to sit every week and talk with you fools about whatever it is we're talking about because it gets the juices flowing you, you you get it out there it's almost like a therapy for creativity yeah, for sure you know yeah I, lo- I love that part about it you know and I, I mean think- I'm taking credit for LA, uh, Latino press and so are you, Robert. Because I'm not. I don't, what is Latino Press? That's tell us about, Day's tell us about Latino Press. These, this is the, one of the hustlers doing his thing. What, yeah, so, what is Latino Press? Yeah, Latino Press LA is uh, just a, a little media outlet right now. Uh, started in, in lieu of uh, encouragement from some of our friends, uh, uh, being Rod Rinks. Ooh, oh, really? Was this you too? And, and Mario Lopez. Really? Did they say do yeah, this? Of oh, cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Well, was, how how was, did that happen? Well, it was, uh, I think I was doing interviews already. Um, before and I think I was in between like uh, the old uh, platform and this one and I was kind of trying to figure out my space what is going to do Channel Food News or what is it going to do it's like it yeah. doesn't really no one's really going to take that serious so I was like hey let me, let me try something out anyway so the interviews be in between those uh, uh, Mario and these guys watched it I'm sure you've seen them too but uh, you know I was, hey, I was like hey that's pretty good these are good What's yeah. up? I'm like okay cool and so it was uh, you know uh, I was I, then I knew some PR people who were asking, "Hey, yeah, you want to come to this event? Okay, let's do it." So it just kind of dominoed, and you know, it's highlighting Latinos, of course. It's about connecting cultures, talent. I like the Latino. Yeah, I like the logo. That's cool. Totally. So it's it's highlighting not just Latinos, connecting the cultures. See, I like that's he that. has that's a tag. tag. That's my that's tag. His, right see, I like Roberts, that. Take notice. You know, you talk about pitching. David Dave just pitched us, <laughs> and, and, and that shit sold. To and me. it's an amazing, an amazing idea. Uh, I think having. Um, you know, the multicultural thing happening is cool. But when you see a Latino, you run towards a Latino, right? Uh, that's number one on the list. Absolutely. Oh, that's cool. But uh, I'll tell you what it, what it did help me with. It helped me with my public speaking, with my hosting, with my uh, podcasting, with any content that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it's the same thing. It kind of, I'm already editing in my head. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like you guys, you guys do it. And we, of course, here's the other thing too. I learned from one of the masters of our generation, you know, yeah, uh, Mario Lopez. Yeah. yeah. So being, you know, around him is like, fuck, okay, now I'm getting all the shortcuts yeah. for free. Dude, when, when, when uh, suspect did their uh, screening in downtown, like it, it played for what, like three minutes. And then the, the projector went out oh. and Davy Dave was hosting. And there's probably what, how many people were there? Fuck a th- 1400. Uh, yeah. 
and he it was his job then because he was hosting the event so he goes and he leads in and he taught you know what i mean but then he had to get up there until the projector was fixed and keep the crowd and it's all foos you know what i'm saying so he had to keep them engaged and keep them like in their seats and he did dude i I was a little worried for you david i'm not gonna lie like if if there was if there was something i was worried about i wouldn't do where they get where they get where they getting restless? No, I was making him laugh. No, yeah, he was <laughs> he was cracking jokes and he gave film hustlers a bunch of shout outs yeah. and beautiful darkness, but it was great. Like he it was it was it was really prof- I was proud of him because I thought, "Oh shit." Like, you know, the projector went out. Here he is on stage by himself. He doesn't have an act. He's right. going to have to wing it off the cuff and he did. Right. And it was, you know, probably like what ten minutes or so. So yeah. really, yeah. so really, what we're talking about. And le- by the way, Latino Press is you can find where on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, yeah, at latinopress.com. Okay, uh, Latino Press LA. Latino Press LA, not dot com. Not dot com. <laughs> not dot dot org. Robert. Not AOL and shit. No. AOL. I think dial up. I think my wife still has AOL. I think when you are bold, when you try new things, when you do things that are out of your comfort zone, yeah. you get inspired, yeah. right? Oh, you um, got to throw your hat over the fence, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to throw you got to be committed, man. I think that I think commitment is the number one most important thing when it comes to succeeding. Yeah. Being committed, right? Knowing you're going to do it whether you fail or you succeed is a big portion of succeeding. Because you can't succeed unless you try, and you can't try unless you commit, and you can't commit. I don't even have another one for that. <laughs> unless you try. I, know, I, was not, I was waiting for the day, and you can't commit if you, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what there is, else there is. Um, no, but you have to be committed. That's that's the key. And you it's know? okay to fail. Like, Davey Dave, you did Channel channel News Foos, or Food food News, which was funny. Right. But, it just, you know, you've tr- you've tried different tried a things. a lot of things. Yeah, and they, and, and. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But the mm-hmm. point is, is you keep trying. Right. It's like my scripts. Roberts hates them. He wants me to give up on a lot of them, but I don't. Let's say this. We've all failed a lot. Yeah. yeah. We've all failed a lot. And, you know, I started businesses that were in the industry that I thought would be great. iScript.com failed. Probably 30% of the things I pitched don't get sold. 30? <laughs> If you're going 30, dude, then that, that's pretty good. <laughs> I would say. Uh, probably like 70. Yeah. 70% of the things but I that's everybody. don't get sold. That's still but that's numbers, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, dude. You have to constantly come up with new things and new. New ideas for yeah. the new buckets. It's right? not like, you come, oh, it's you come up with an idea and boom, you go and sell it and you make it. It doesn't work right. like that. You know what I mean? You got to keep pitching. And even those ideas, look at, um, what's the Netflix movie you did? Meet me next Christmas. It's not even what you originally came up with, right? No, nothing near, no. No, but it it started the train moving, right. which turned into something else right. based off of that push. Yeah. That no, I think, I think you have to be okay with failing. You have things don't stick, you move on to something else. I think it's really important, you know, whether it's an idea or whether it's a script or whether it's a, a movie that, you know, I, I've made movies that are on a shelf. Yeah. There are movies that just didn't sell it happens yeah but as long as you learn from those things right yeah learning's important because david dave from like uh channel food news and some of their stuff you you knew what you did well and what you didn't like what you didn't do so well so you took that and you put it into la to latino press right Right. yeah and that's like that's everybody right so some of the movies that you made early on that didn't do as well roberts you took those lessons and you put them the good things you left the bad you took the good 
and then you're doing Netflix movies. We do the show. We gain something from it. Hopefully, you guys get something out of it. And we've had an awesome time doing season four. Yeah. Yes. It's been incredible. We did a short film. We developed it right here on the show. We all pitched. Yep. None of us liked my idea. Right. We sort of liked David Dave's idea, but we ultimately chose Beautiful Darkness. Yep. Uh, starring Emilio Rivera. Pepe Serna. Pepe Serna. Efren Figueroa. Efren Figueroa. Livingston. Nico Rinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing cast. Beautiful little movie. Dark, dark, dark movie. But uh, beautiful at the same beautiful. time. Beautiful. Doing the festival circuit right yeah. now. So it's doing really well. And, uh, you know, we're hoping for a Sundance bid. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, you know, we had a great fourth season. I think we threw our hat over the fence and said, hey, let's show people how we do it, what we would do, see if we can do it so yeah. that others could see like it's possible and you could hear it right here on the show. So if you haven't heard the whole season, go back and listen because we raised about $60,000 on the show. We're still 10000 short. So if you're out there and you, know, you want to invest, uh, get involved with Hustlers. But, um, but we did. We did it. And, uh, and it was a really good experience. And we, we had a good time. And I think next season, uh, which will be coming up here soon, we're going to try something a little bit different. I was thinking, guys, that we should. You know, one of the things I've never done in my whole career, and I've, it's been a long, illustrious indie, yeah. indie career. Very shiny. What I think we should do is there's one area of the business that I've never understood. I've never been able to work in it. It's complicated. It's mathematical. It's got issues that I just just never liked, but I was always jealous of it. I always thought, why can't I make movies like foreign distributors do? You know, there's filmmakers. We know a few of them. Yeah. We know Danny A. We know um, Christian Sesma. Um, you know, uh Sean Reddick, you know, Dream Entertainment. Yeah, Roger Collins. All these guys do films with foreign distributors. They raise money with a certain cast. They raise money with a certain type of idea. Um, And then they go to a bank. A bank funds that movie. Based on that talent. Based on that talent. They get paid. They go make the movie. And then they deliver it all over the world. My understanding is that sometimes a movie makes its money back. Just enough to pay everybody, yeah. And others make more money, and then others don't. You know, make less money. Right. I don't know how it works with a bank when you make less money, but but it's all based on pre-sales. And a pre-sale is when, let's say, you're China, and I go to you and I say, "Hey, I'm making this movie with this cast," and you say, "I'll buy it for two hundred thousand." We, I give you a contract, you sign it. I take that contract to the bank. They give me, they give me one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And they say, when that when that money comes in. I get it, and here's the money. You collect enough of those contracts, you end up with two, three, four million dollars. You go make your movie. Yeah. So, so it's it's complicated, but it's really easy. You know what I mean? Because if all these people are doing it, it's kind of like the way. I think it's more complicated because I'm with you, Roberts. I want to make the movie I want to make. You know what I mean? And when you do it this way, it's not necessarily the way, it's not the movie that you necessarily want to make. You go to them and they dictate to you the type of movie that they want or they could sell. Think about how stopped you get. You know, you, I, I remember, I've tried. It's not like you haven't tried to work with foreign distributors. I've tried. I've gone to them. I've said, hey, um, you know, let's do this movie. It's, it's, it's commercial. It's four quadrant. Um, and they're like, yeah. And then I'll say like, well, what about this actor? No, well, we don't like that actor. We like this actor. And then the, even the, sometimes the actors that they suggest, like you would never want to use, you know? Right. 
you're like uh, first of all th- it's like 90s act yeah they're like no they're great in in europe and you're okay so so there is a give and take to to the business but it is attractive like lots of people do it like yeah. even if they even do it on higher levels so i'll give you an example um what's a what's the movie the expendables yeah <laughs> the expendables yeah. is a foreign distributor it's not a studio right it feels like a studio because all those big stars are in it yeah so Millennium, I think it's called, yep. is, is a foreign distributor. They have really big deals to, to make these action films all over the world. And whether it sells here in the U.S. or not, they don't care. Doesn't make any difference because foreign, Sylvester, Arnold, all these guys. Golf. Yeah. They gave them all like, I don't know, 10 million, 5 million, 15 yeah. million. They, give, they, they, they put a pool together for them. And then he goes off and he sells that action film all over the world for who knows how much, 100 million maybe. Yeah. But goes and makes that one for 50. Yep. So they know how to make money. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about doing a movie that big. I'm just talking about the hustlers showing everybody that it's possible to do a movie with, through a foreign distributor and that you know, it's how to get it done. I don't know how to get it done. So we'll literally be learning how to do it right here on the show. So we're going to do it next season? I think, we should, I think we should do it next season, okay. which is next year. Davey Dave, you down? 100% down. Yeah, Dang. I mean, let's figure it out. If we could figure it out and yeah. right here on the show figure out how to make a movie through foreign distributor, everyone's going to be like, everyone will know the secret. Because I, I, after 30 years, I don't know the secret. Right. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to have to do either thriller, horror, yeah. Um, no drama. Yeah. No. No comedy. No. Um, I'm going more thriller. Yeah. No yeah. rom com. No. No. Because it, because again, it's all kind of like, I think of it like you got to be able to turn the volume down and still understand the yeah. story. Action. action. So action, thriller, horror, and, and that's the world in which we want to live, right? Yeah. I think. Well, that's the world that they that that's the world that the whole it's based on world understands yeah so in other words that is the those genres people will buy all over the world equally like horror translates yeah right a ghost uh an exorcism all that that translates all over the world like no one's gonna not buy that yeah you know you do a comedy that we find funny all of a sudden no one else is laughing around the world because they don't get our humor right we don't get their humor either except for the english Thriller, Taken, there's been like same 500 kind of, of them made. Yeah, you know what I mean? Revenge, yeah, revenge movies. Revenge movies, yeah, you see. you could Again, you could turn the volume down and, and you could watch the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we're going to have to talk to Clay Epstein. Right. We'll start there. Clay Epstein's uh, the president of Film, film, mode. Yeah, film mode Entertainment. We had him on like first season. Yeah, he was on the first season, but uh, yeah, he's a foreign distributor. He actually has been in the business. God, I don't know. I'm going to say 30, 30 years. He was my first assistant. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was my assistant. And then he stayed in the business. I don't know if he wanted to be a producer or not. I mean, he is a producer now. Yeah. Like, you know, they, he, does a, he does a lot of movies like we're talking about. He puts them together. He pre-sells them. He casts them. And then he banks, banks them. Yeah, and then he sells them. Yeah, so yeah, he I'll does be, a lot. I see a lot of uh, film mode in the credits. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's Everywhere. been at he's he's at all the markets. You know, there's if you don't know, there's three or four big markets. There's Cannes. There's uh, there's AFM, which is the LA market. There's um, AFM's right now, right? Or is it coming up? It, it, I think it just passed. 
but there's but there's a bunch of markets all over the world. There's one in Italy. There's yeah. one in um, Australia. Okay. You know, you go there. All of the world comes together at these markets to look at what look at all the different movies that the distributors have. Um, Film Mode and Clay usually have a office there and they set up all these meetings and they present their movies and they sell them there for whoever didn't buy them then they have they have to finish up round out the rest of the world so we'll have to ask him like what what sells what doesn't sell how do we make this happen see if he's honest about it like i can't get an honest word out of that guy <laughs> do you partner with these guys like I, I mean i guess we'll find all this they out. become the executive producers okay so you partner with them yeah god it sounds like a racket for let's talk about racket for a second so yeah you got they're just they're they're pre-selling it yeah so they get they get money for selling it they get money for being at the market like this is all coming out of your out of your budget (laughs) they get money for being at the market (laughs) and their expenses yeah they get i don't know up to 20 percent of the total sale so if i sell it to you to china or japan or mexico or whoever you are if i sell it to you for two hundred thousand, twenty percent is forty thousand out of the yeah two hundred yeah so then he, he makes gets money that. as a producer on it. Then he'll make money as a producer on it. Um, but yeah, the pre-sale, the sale, all that, that's like the distributor money. And then he'll get executive producer money. And then he'll, you know, and then he'll, yeah, then so he'll sell it. I got an idea, guys. Let's start Film Hustlers Foreign Distribution <laughs> to <laughs> make some money. Seriously. I mean, come on. But it would take, yeah. it would take all of your time. No, I know. Yeah, for sure. It would, it would take all of your energy, all of your time. I mean, it's not an easy job. We'll ask him what he does. You guys yeah. are going to find out what a foreign distributor does, like, to the T. And then we're going to find out how you make a movie like that. Because if they're being made, we should be able to make them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We know a bunch of talent. Can we make film hustlers like that? Or not film hustlers, uh, Beautiful Darkness like that? Or do we want to... Um, it's mean, it's not, not up to us. And Beautiful Darkness is a drama. Yeah, that's true. So, But it's not up to us. It's up to the... Foreign, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, we're going to go to the foreign distributor. We're going to say, what movie do we make? Yeah. Who has to direct it? Who has to star in it? Like, they're going to tell us. And we're, then we're going to see if, we're, if, if we, we could do if, it. If, the only thing is we can't let him down, right? We got to... If we start it, we got to finish it. What I do know is that lots of producers, there are producers that just do it that way. Yeah. Like that's what they do all the time, day and night. They're very happy. They make tons of money. I don't know why I've never been able to do it. It's never attracted me because I think also I'm the type of producer that loves to let fate sort of handle what happens, you know? Yeah. And that's not how you do it with a foreign distributor. You, you literally do, as they say, What's the best thing that's going to sell? Like, you know, it's like, it's like sitting there and going like, okay, there's these 10 countries. And if you cast this person, none of these 10 countries are going to buy it. But if you cast this person, nine out of these 10 countries are going to buy it. I mean, that's literally how they do it. It's yeah. like plug and play. Yeah. Like, I know, I know there's a lot of these movies, like they'll have a $4 million budget and they'll take $2 million and give it to one actor. Yeah. And then they'll make two million, a $2 million movie. With yeah. that actor showing up for, I don't know, three or four days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal used to do that all the time. I think they paid him. God, I, I, Clay's going to know this, but th- they paid him like an ins- like $2 million to sit in a fighter jet cockpit and do the movie from there because you know he didn't look like Steven Seagal anymore except for when he was yeah. just the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, No, that, that is what they do. That is because my buddy Anthony, hey, Anthony. He worked on a movie uh, with Nicolas Cage, and he came in for like a week, 
and shot out all his shit, and they paid him millions of dollars. You know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure we're gonna figure that. Out. But right now, I want to talk about extrememusic.com. I've got this really cool example to show you guys. I want you guys to listen carefully how the instruments. The instrumentation on this first piece is going to be full, and the and I'm going to try to narrow this down to one instrument on the second mo- song, yep. because I really want you guys to hear this automation that they have, because it's pretty amazing. And I'm sure other companies do it, but I think they do it extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so here's you see what you did right there, extreme, extreme, extremely well. Extreme, extremely well. Like uh, all right, so listen to this. like a it's deep it's got yeah moving tones yeah <laughs> that's like something there so and this other piece now is with only one instrument that is automated right in their system you could make it fit your scene same song Really cool. Actually, actually, actually like wow. This one better. That was really dope, Robert. Yeah. How like did you do better. that? Automation on extrememusic.com. They're you know, the best. You got a knack for this music. And people are asking about the music in Beautiful Darkness and how great it was. Got it all on extrememusic.com. Yeah, and who put that shit together? We all did. Oh, <laughs> here we go. We as a group. Well, if uh, uh, the the thing about music and you, me, you want as, some fazools or what? No, hey, you know, you got to give me some fazools. No, but you know, look, as a producer, it's it's one of the things that I like to do the most. You know, directors don't always necessarily go with everything I choose. You know, we have music supervisors on movies. Yeah, they help with stuff, but I do. I know I know myself and I know that I spend probably more time than anyone else would listening to music and trying to fit the right songs into into the scenes. The other thing that's really useful for me and if you're a producer you could do this or a filmmaker, take your movie and put it into iMovie without music. Yeah. And then when you find songs on extrememusic.com, you download them put them into iMovie, move them around, and put them in the scenes and see if they work. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because otherwise, there's no real way to know for sure, right? Yeah. You're just listening, and then you're thinking, yeah, does that fit? That, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I gra- actually grab them, I download them, yeah, put them into smart. the movies. Smart. Yeah, iMovie, yeah, and I watch it with the music that I picked. That's why I think I'm so effective at doing it, because I actually edit them. Yeah. But not like not like an editor would but just like as a a producer would as a placeholder and kind of give examples and then you start to get a feeling of whether or not that's that's the way you want to go and then a director could say like oh i wasn't thinking that at all (laughs) because it's possible right right? everyone has different ideas but um but yeah well we kind of i don't want to say butthead but we had differences on some of the music choices that you were giving and beautiful darkness but we figured it out yeah extreme music.com you know they provide everything you need and they give you automation they give you gosh i don't know hundreds of thousands of different kinds of songs and different um feelings different uh genres yeah uh but check them out because you can really go down a rabbit hole i did that the other night like and you could just type in like whatever you're feeling your whatever whatever yeah. you wanted all this stuff pops up and then you start listening yeah and then well, you keep going <laughs> and within the song like um if you if you punch in uh let's say drama and it brings up a bunch of dramas and then you click on a song and it starts to play that song 
when you click on the song, it opens up a little a little window. Yeah. And at the bottom of that window, there's all these other choices. It's like yeah. orchestration or country or yeah. you know, or different types of feelings or drama or spiritual and you click on those and it takes you to a whole other level of songs you know that that starts to use all of the words that you've punched in so it's interesting it's uh it's a great it's a great system and again it's part of the process of making you can't make movies without music and music really helps your movie be great so yeah spend some time on extrememusic.com pick songs you like go to iMovie put them in there work with it and then call uh, Russ Emanuel and buy them boom yeah. Yeah. So that's that was pretty cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, they have this automation, and I think it's taken for granted, or or people don't understand it, don't know it. Yeah. But right now, in the movie I'm working on that I'm finishing up for next year, uh, Meet Me Next Christmas, literally the executives are like, "Hey, can the music kind of like you? Can it not be so present while they're talking?" Because I like the song, but the minute they start talking, the song's stepping all over their dialogue. Right. So we went back to the automation, just like I just showed you, and I removed, like, when it came, so in other words, you can play the song in full. Yep. When you enter whatever scene you're in and they start talking, you remove all those instruments and just go down to, like, one of the instruments doing the melody. Yeah. And you sit that underneath the dialogue, and then when they stop talking, you bring the whole thing back. That's amazing. That... And you can do that. I mean, I didn't show you guys that right now. Right now, I just used two different ones. But you could say start at what, you know, start reducing it to one instrument at 30 seconds in and then bring it back 50 seconds in. So it's like having a built-in composer. Yeah. It's, well, really? you, you could manipulate the music that you yeah. that you buy. Pretty amazing. Or that you license from ExtremeMusic.com. So, yeah, check them out. They're, they're amazing. Um, all right. So next week, we're going to talk to Clay Epstein. It's um, I think the strike's nearly over, so yeah. congratulations. <laughs> I got a good story about that, Davey. Davey, you'll appreciate yeah. this. On the next episode, we'll talk about it. It's a Robert story. Oh, okay. Robert's Great. and a Lopez story. All right, well, cliffhang, cliffhang. cliffhang. All right, guys, cliffhang. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time on Film Hustlers. You fools. Sure.